people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Welcome to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Um, You know I'm talking on behalf, I'm in the uh, Liberty Hour, um, America Out Loud, uh, Liberty Network, America Out Loud Talk Radio. And um, I want to thank Malcolm and his group for allowing people like myself, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, etc., to come on the show, produce our podcast and put it out. And we're living in a very work culture right now and um intolerant and um malcolm has allowed us and given us a platform legacy media normal cnn msnbc um even fox at times abc and they don't let us come on to the shows and um because we are contrarians and skeptics and we are raising questions as to the pandemic lockdown and the vaccines and because of that we are marked almost Look, I take their threats every day. Many of us, we take threats. Marcus, all of us. Uh, when I go on stage, sometimes people don't know we, we we wear bulletproof vests. We have to deal with the local police. We have to deal with all sorts of police to try and reduce the risk of threat to us. So I want you to understand that Malcolm deserves a lot of praise for this and for the stance that he's taken, giving us a chance. We are trying to inform the American public constantly because of the lies that our American government, Canadian government, UK government, Australian, French, all of them, Germans. Everything has been a lie about COVID. You know that. You know COVID was a lie from day one. From the vaccine exposure, the release, the manufacture, everything about it was a fraud. And... um, We have a situation right now where from lockdowns that killed people to the medical management of people in the hospital systems with the midazolam and morphine, they sedated them and comatose them. They became isolated, malnourished, dehydrated, do not resuscitate orders against family and their wishes, no antibiotic use when often these people had bacterial pneumonia that was secondary to the viral infection. That killed them. They developed sepsis and end organ damage and failure. Putting them on remdesivir, that was a kidney, liver toxic drug, killed them. That was an Ebola failed drug. Putting them on the, intubating them and putting them on the ventilator. They were getting ventilator associated pneumonia, VAP, with a lot of lung trauma and blowing holes in their lungs and killing them. Many people, most people went on ventilators, died. That was another Another issue that they fooled Trump with, the ventilators never worked. Look, you know I've been out there battling and I'm out on the out front with McCullough and and, um, we have a disaster on our hands because now we're having a lot of excess mortality, all-cause mortality that can't be explained by virus because right now with the EG5, BA 2.86, subvariants, FL, etc., even XBB 1.5 is almost gone. 
These are so miles, a fraction of a common cold. So it's not even causing elderly. I'll, I'll tell you something. My mother is 81. So I'm telling you my personal business. My mother's 81. She suffered a stroke about five months ago. Um, uh, ischemic stroke. Um, from the stroke, so she lost a little bit of her face, left arm, left leg. From the stroke, she suffered a mild heart attack. And my mother has full-blown diabetes, on insulin, etc. So my mother's at the highest risk. I'm telling you my personal business. And um, I was down in the islands about a month ago, you know, trying to help coordinate her care and stuff because it's a constant problem. Right now I'm back up in New York. But I'm telling you, she got COVID. She got the, the circulating variant. Somebody came to visit and they, they didn't say until after. But anyway, she got COVID. Right away, she developed a little tiny, tiny cough. No? <clears throat> so I dealt with McCullough on the day before. We wrote the treatment algorithm and I told myself, crap, she's in this high-risk category. This might be a problem. And she could die quickly. She could develop pneumonia. Remember, she had two underlying, three underlying grave medical conditions and we're treating her for stroke, post-stroke. She recovering from heart attack. Um full-blown diabetes, that she's on insulin. Now, right away, right away, uh, the doctors there, I told them, look, put on antibiotics. Put on the ones that we have in the treatment algorithm that we wrote, the multi-drug sequence, early treatment, the McCullough, Reese, Lenko, all of us wrote. Put on the antibiotics, start on some anti-infectives, anti antiviral like ivermectin. We spoke to the doctors and stuff. Spoke to some of us, my colleagues in Florida, to get their input. And we, we worked the early treatment rapidly and fast. First day symptoms appeared. <clears throat> my mother had symptoms for about four days. Mild, little cough, nothing more, not even fever. Eating normally, stool normal. And then it was gone. It was gone. My mother in the highest risk category. Now, you could say, and she's not vaccinated. That's another thing. Nobody in my orbit vaccinated. So, and this is, a, here's the other thing. I was dealing with her full, her hot COVID in my face because my role anytime I'm there, <clears throat> the others are not physically able to. We have a nurse coming home, a support worker, but I lift my mom up. Okay, this was my job. It's what I've been doing for the last. I'll be honest. Some of the shows I've done recently, I've done there. Full disclosure, I've been in the islands for the last five months, back and forth in New York, because I've been helping my sister. She, my mom lives with my sister, because my mom is in a wheelchair; she can't walk. So I, I have to keep moving her to the wheelchair to couch, couch to wheelchair, wheelchair to toilet. We have this support worker, but they're not there whole day. You know, I, I, I put her into bed. I help turn her, prop her up, fix her in the bed, deal with her, um, lift her up. So a couple of times I think I threw up my back too because it's not easy lifting dead weight. Anyway, the point I'm saying is I was at hot COVID. At Sometimes I say, mom, please, mom, please hold your breath while I'm lifting. Because to lift her out of the wheelchair, I have to lift her face to face. 
and put her in front of me and then pivot her, you know, and etc. And I thought I was going to get COVID. I got nothing. The people who were wronged her got nothing. It didn't even transmit to them. Moreover, one person who came to take her blood pressure, one day we asked him to come and take the blood pressure. And I had her with this pulse oximeter on her fingertip. Oxygen saturation, 98 constant. Didn't even dip. We were monitoring everything because we had gone to the ER if need be. But remember the key of early treatment. We devised that to keep high-risk elderly out. Out of the emergency room. That was the key. The key is so they did not have to go to the emergency room. And um, one person came to take blood pressure one day, and that person had on mask, shield, all kind of madness, gloves. That person got COVID. So, so my mother's situation was like a kind of a petri dish experiment in the real, and I can talk about it. My mother, who's 81, going to be 82. Three grave underlying medical conditions, unvaccinated face the circulating variant got covid recently got over it nothing all of the people around her including me direct skin to skin face to face breath to breath i didn't even get it nothing people with masks got it it showed it turned it proved what we've said all along the protective equipment was garbage the masks don't work if it is to transmit, it would transmit to a vulnerable to a person. The persons with the mask got COVID. Us without masks didn't get COVID. In your face. And my mother wrote it through like a champion. I could tell you, COVID is done. This EG5 BA2 is garbage. This booster they're bringing, the XBB 1.5, garbage. That's a dangerous, dangerous situation. Why? Because all those involved, Bula, Pfizer, Bansler, Moderna, Sahina, BioNTech, Wiseman, Carico, all those people who are involved with the mRNA technology, all, everybody understands, they all know, off it, all of these clowns, these derelict, inept clowns, these morons, they knew that the vaccine never worked when they bought it February 2021. 20, President Trump was lied to. The vaccine would have never worked. Because they rolled the vaccine out in the midst of circulating pathogen. You could never cut the cheek. You could never end a pandemic. You could never end it. You could never get to, to herd immunity. Which is when there's no more spread if you don't cut the chain of transmission. This vaccine showed us immediately out of the gate that it did not stop infection. It didn't stop replication. It didn't stop transmission. So the vaccine failed. We knew there was rapid waning immunity spiraling into what we call negative efficacy. We knew that right away. And the reality about it is that anytime you vaccinate in the midst of a pandemic, that means that when there's circulating virus, you have mounting population immune pressure onto the virus, because the population is trying to mount an immune response whilst the virus is still circulating, pressing down in the population. Therefore, the vaccine-induced antibodies will never get to their to training, what we call their maximal binding capacity or their maximal full affinity for the target antigen. 
for the binding sites, the epitopes. So the antibodies may bind, but they will bind suboptimally, weakly. And that's what was happening. All of those people who were vaccinated as the vaccines were rolled out, went about to the mall and they went about their life as normal, happily. Oh, I'm vaccinated. They were, they, they were never told, you need to go and actually isolate and lock down for at least two to three weeks so your antibodies could build and mount from the prime shot to the booster shot. But no, nobody was told that. And everybody's operating as normal. And everybody is getting exposed to the virus that's circulating with vaccine-induced antibodies that were non-neutralizing to begin with. They didn't sterilize the virus. Sterilizing the virus means stopping infection, conferring full immunity, uh, stopping infection, replication, transmission. But more importantly, the, the, the antibodies were what we call non-neutralizing. They did not neutralize, did not eliminate the virus. It was binding weakly. And what it was doing was, as you saw, it placed the antigen, despite the virus, under suboptimal immune pressure. It was pressuring the virus, making life a little difficult, but not eliminating it. You see, the key is the immune response, the vaccine-induced antibodies after you take a shot, is supposed to deliver lethal force to the virus if it encounters it. What we were doing with these vaccine-induced antibodies was delivering what we call non-lethal force. So you were pressuring the virus and making life uncomfortable for it, but not eliminating it. Of course, we, we, we disregarded and, and misunderstood or didn't understand because most of these eggheads and clowns and ding-dongs and idiots involved underestimated the evolutionary capacity of the virus to evolve and adapt to the pressures we placed on it, Darwinian natural selective pressure, pressure from the lockdowns, pressure from the school closures. Anything, what we call non-pharmaceutical interventions, any step we take against the virus, the virus would evolve and adapt. And it does so by selecting the variants amongst itself that are the fittest and the hardiest, the strongest, the most infectious that could overcome that suboptimal pressure and go on and infect the vaccinated person. The vaccinated person, in effect, becomes a foci, a reservoir of infection, and the vaccinated person then is the source of the infection to the unvaccinated and to the rest of society, to other vaccinated and to the unvaccinated. So by using a vaccine in the teeth of a pandemic, when there's ongoing circulating virus, you are going to drive what we call viral immune escape, which is what I just explained. You will have original antigenic sin operating, which is based on immune fixation, immune imprinting or priming, antibody-dependent enhancement of infection, where the antibodies are not actually blocking the virus from infecting the host cells, but actually facilitating infection, enhancing infection. These are non-neutralizing vaccine-induced antibodies that facilitate and enhance 
infection in the vaccinated person. They could go on to become infected, spread, transmit infection, and actually become severely ill and die. We have the vaccine driving variants because when you place when you place the virus under that pressure and it selects for variants, it will select for those hardiest, fittest variants. Those will become enriched in the environment and become the new dominant variant. And that's the issue. And that's where we went from alpha, you know, all of gamma, all of the different variants, um, Omicron, Delta Omicron, XBB, um, BA, BQ, all of these different subvariants. It is the application of a suboptimal vaccine in the midst of a pandemic when the vaccine-induced antibodies have not arrived at their full affinity, so do not neutralize the virus. Pokes the virus, makes life uncomfortable, but does not deliver lethal enough force to kill it or eliminate it. The virus responds by selecting the most infectious amongst itself that will become the new dominant variant. So by bringing this new XBB um, booster they're talking about, Moderna, that the FDA just authorized for persons, I believe, six months and older, which is the most criminal, insane situation because, because the XBB, without even arriving yet, hasn't even started to be rolled out. That booster, that spike protein in that booster, coding for that spike, misses the now dominant EG5 subvariant, BA 2.86, FL, etc. So there will again be viral immune escape. Viral immune escape and um, and uh, original antigenic sin and the generation of more subvariants. Anyway, I'm coming to the end of segment one. Let me take the opportunity to thank you. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. <music> With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Well, 
Welcome back to the Dr. Paul Alexander with the This is the second segment. You know all our shows go to our podcast. The talk shows today will go to podcast tomorrow after they're aired. Um, you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, I, this iHeartRadio network. Thank you very much for joining again. And once again, huge thanks to Malcolm and the America Out Loud Talk Radio Show. Um, you can find my my blog, my daily substack on everything COVID and general news. And I'm a huge supporter of President Trump. You need to know I'm part of his orbit. And we are working hard to put him back into the White House. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the scientific advisor side. Um, I am um, my my blog, Alexander COVID News, that is A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R, space COVID, space news. Alexander COVID News. Please, it's free. Please subscribe to it. It's free. Um, I put a $29. People normally charge 100 a year, but I just put $29. If you wanna, if you wanna subscribe and pay the annual fee, it, it helps me because I was canceled in terms of my income after I worked for President Trump. I was damaged and and canceled because I worked for President Trump. But ironically, I, I stood up within the administration and outside against Fauci. You may probably know of our um, prolific battles, me and Fauci and Burks on the inside, and my fight against the CDC. Um, please uh, subscribe, Alexander COVID News. Um, I also, um, you can find me if you want to give me any support financially, even if it's a dollar. It will help me. Go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, and the email is sr7283 at gmail.com. You know, I support the wellness company, me, McCullough, Rich. We work, well, when I say we, we provide them technical support, and you could find them at twc.health. They are revolutionizing healthcare today with telehealth services where you take back control of your own medical care, um, a range of superb supplements, especially a uh, Spike protein recovery, we call it, where we've shown that NATO kinase as part of the supplement, the spike recovery product, um, dissolves NATO kinase, that natural enzyme, it dissolves uh, the spike protein from virus or from vaccine. Anyway, I wanted to go forward. I wanted to try and say, you know, I'm looking at the different news right now. And I wanted to touch base on some things that are making news. We have a, a, a new breaking news. I saw it on Drudge about Democrat Senator Bob Mendez charged with bribery. That's a developing thing where he gave favors for gold bars, for envelopes with cash. Or, but I think he was charged like 10 years ago and he was never even, it didn't go anywhere. So this is like a game. But, but this basically describes everyone in the Congress and the, and the Senate to me. To me, they're just a bunch of crooks. And that's, that's how it is for me anyway um i saw some news talking about uh the military barracks where um an enlisted soldier in u.s military you know um uh released some information showing the inside of some of these the u.s military bases and 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 it filled with um it filled with mold black mold sewage all over the the base floors, the bathroom floors, broken fire systems, and discharged soldiers, they're finding them still on the base. It's just a very ridiculous, it's very, just a very shocking thing because the reality about it is such poor living conditions must undermine the quality of life and readiness for our soldiers. 
And uh, when you when you read and you look at the pictures, it's so shocking and it's filled with pictures of broken windows, busted air conditioned units, the mold, raw sewage, you know, and it's such poor conditions. And um, the people who are who are there, you know, these are young kids often, and um, they're trying to find their way. They're entering university, blah blah blah, and they, and 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 I'm sure they're shocked when they get into such depressing circumstances. I said, this is what is being asked of them. So uh, I wanted to share that story. Um, the reality about it is that um, I posted something on my Substack just to remind you that. Uh, what we're really dealing with still today is a non-pandemic, a fraud, fake pandemic that took down President Trump. And I want to be able to say it over and over. President Trump was toppled. I know we have questions and they did tamper with votes. It looks, it is clear exactly what happened. I'm still confused. But besides that, as we get to that hopefully one day and punish the wrongdoers, I want to make sure that you understand how I think. President Trump was hurt. But he was toppled because of what Fauci and Burks did to him. Fauci and Burks and I argue Azar and that whole clunker task force, they made a fool of Trump. A fool. They made a fool of Trump because what they did was they committed what I call harikari, where you fall on your own sword. They enacted a pandemic response that they knew was going to fail. They brought a vaccine that they knew was going to fail. President Trump was fooled, misled, misguided. Now, you could say, well, he was a smart guy. How come? Well, he just didn't know because he trusted these people, these clowns, these a, a terrible bunch of people. And what's the end result? President Trump is, was not re-elected. Look, we, we did some internal polls and it was telling us, his people, that they were hurt by the lockdowns and the school closures. They were hurt terribly. And many of them went on to the fence. They didn't even vote. And he needs to understand, and we've been talking to him behind the scenes. He has to stand up shortly and quickly with his own version of a mere culpa. He's a very proud, arrogant, not arrogant, but strong personality. But he has to get there and show the type of empathy where he recognizes. He needs to stop praising the lockdowns or the vaccine. It never worked. It was a complete failure. And it hurt and harmed people. The mRNA technology vaccines by Bula, Bansal, Sahin, by Malone, Wiseman, Carico, etc. killed people. The mRNA technology in those vaccines killed people. It was never tested for safety. They should have never released it. The vaccine makers should have never used that technology, combining it with the lipid nanoparticle delivery system. It was devastating. It has killed people, killed children, killed vulnerable people, and some people... Somebody has to be held to account. And now we have these governments. These agencies like CDC, Health Canada, 
Public Health Agency of Canada, Stage in UK, FDA, US, NIH, HHS, the umbrella organization, agency. We have them now pushing this lockdown narrative against school closures, talking about masks, talking about health and human services. Look, my advice is this. Have you ever flipped someone the bird before? If you have now, I want you to learn to do it with both fingers, both hands. Give them the double bird. If anybody walks up to you about mask and lockdown, just give them the double bird. Switch off your television. Switch off CNN. Switch off Fox. Switch them all off. They're a bunch of banal, vapid creatures. I call them malcreants. They're dangerous people. They know. That not one, no one can show me one study that any lockdown work. Show me a study that a school closure work or a business closure to curb transmission or death. They can show nothing because nothing worked. It was all a fraud. It was all a lie. Everything about it was a lie. Everything about COVID was a lie. You see, the problem is you may not want to wrap your head around it because you're scared. Look, we have this report about Bruce Springsteen and some other high-level A-list type of performers and stuff canceling shows because they fall ill. Come on, in this era of the COVID vaccine, we know what is happening. All of these people with a vaccine and they want to um, they want to they want to virtue signal and telling you how wrong you were. A lot of them are going to die from the COVID vaccine. I wanted to touch on something today. Two things quickly before I close off this segment. You know, the news ran this story that uh, Russia, Putin and they had just fired a missile into some marketplace and kill about 20 people. But now, yesterday, the news is now reporting, the same New York Times, etc., that pure evidence shows that the missile actually came from Ukraine, from a Ukraine weapon system. So the question is, did Volodymyr Zelensky, did he bomb his own Ukrainian market to cast aspersions on Putin? I am beginning to think yes. I want somehow or the other this involvement with Ukraine to end. That's why we need Trump. End it. We don't want to send American soldiers. We don't want to sweat for Ukraine's fever. No more of our blood and treasure. None of our tax money for this crook. This pump-wearing, penis-piano-playing freak. One of the most corrupted people in the world. I want to raise the issue about non-consent. Because I want to talk about Russell Brand. It's non-consent where you have a 14, 15, or even 16-year-old engaging in a relationship with a 30, 40-year-old male. So 15-year-old girl, 40-year-old male. Can we argue that non-consent is possible when someone is that much older? Because the teenager is in a vulnerable position where there's too much of a power imbalance? I say yes. I say it might not be illegal in the states, in different states, that a 15-year-old can't sleep with a 40-year-old. 
But I think that's rape in some capacity. A 16-year-old, you would say, well, they could get begin to get a driver's license or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, you can't make the argument. They can't vote. You can't, they can't even join the military. You can't make the argument that they are mentally stable and they can make an informed decision when a 16-year-old is dealing with a 40-year-old. Can't. It's two different minds, two different worlds of experiences. So it's a terrible situation to say. So I'm saying that even if they have a consensual relationship, the consent by the younger person, the 16, 15-year-old, is not based on being informed. So it can't be taken as proper consent. And from there, I want to pivot. So I say we need to examine that. We need to have a serious discussion in society. That's a very tough question because you might say, but Paul has not outlawed. I know, but something could be legal in the books, but it could still be very wrong. I want to pivot to Russell Brand. Now, as you know, Russell Brand now is in the news being accused by four or five women who they said many years ago, they had, he, he raped them. They had sex with him against their will, so to speak. But what is coming out so far is that the, the relationships were consensual. And it raises the question, can you have a consensual relationship with somebody in the past, not even underage, adult, and today they, they don't like you? They fall out of favor with you and now they claim that you raped them or that they didn't have your consent. Right? Russell Brand is facing his darkest hour because YouTube, everybody has canceled him. They've pulled the money, all kinds of stuff. So his career is circling the drain. And I don't believe he'll be able to recover from this because when you make these kind of accusations, the man can't recover. Although we know women do worse to other women and actually to men too. An ER doctor told me in Toronto once that 50% of the emergency room visits by people for trauma, broken bones, bust up face and stuff is by women who beat women, not men. Women beat the, the gay lover, the person they're in a relationship with, etc. Don't think, and, and they beat men. Don't think it's just men. And they, they use a, a, a percentage of 50%. It stunned me. It stunned me like the, the data we have now that shows us. We used to think that, that the profile that we had before, the data showed us that 90%, so a 9 to 1 ratio of every 100 with myocarditis post-vaccine, mRNA vaccine, 90% were male, just 10% female. So a 9 to 1 ratio. Uh, and the age range from about 15 to 26. So young men, principally, getting myocarditis post-vaccine. Yet, Mueller et al. just published a study out of Basel, Switzerland, showing us that approximately 40 to 50% of the girls in that study had myocardial lesions secondary to the vaccine, to taking the vaccine. It shocked us because it showed us it's not actually a 9 to 1. It's actually a, a 1 to 1 ratio. And that girls are as affected with myocarditis and pericarditis, where there's infection and inflammation of the, of the pericardial sac around the heart. Myocarditis, swelling of inflammation of the heart muscle. And we know why it's happening too, because with the spike protein translation, once the spike protein comes off of the ribosome, 
in the cytosol, in the, in the cytoplasm. The, the, from my understanding, the ribosomes are hooked to the endoplasmic reticulum. And once it comes off, the, the spike protein that is translated, it enters into the Golgi, the Golgi, G-O-L-G-I, is how they spell that apparatus. And then from there, the spike protein gets presented on the surface of the cells that they were translated and produced in. And then the immune system passes by and sees it, right? B cells, T cells, antibodies, and produce antibodies, T helper cells, etc. play a role. But what, what we're also seeing, though, is that we have part of the immune response that detects this spike protein as foreign, sees it sitting on the membrane of the cell, and begins to attack the cell. Let's say killer lymphocytes, etc., and that causes all the tissue, the heart tissue, and myocardium to swell, causes bleeding and clotting, and you know the, the situation, the myocarditis. So what I'm trying to say is this Russell Brand situation, be very careful with it. We don't want to destroy a man or a woman or anyone with false accusation. Remember the Duke lacrosse team, what they did. If Russell Brand did wrong and he raped somebody legitimating the past, he should pay. But you cannot do this to somebody because right now he's dropping bombs, haymakers on the cabal, on the deep state with a fraud, lockdowns and vaccine. I believe it might be that they've decided to take him out. And this is a dangerous situation because then they're going to come for you. They're coming for Bobby Kennedy, for McCullough, all of us. Thank you. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the third segment of the America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Dr. Paul Alexander's segment, Dr. Paul Alexander's Liberty Hour. Remember, America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can listen to our media player from anywhere, browser, anywhere in the world. And I have to thank Malcolm again for bringing the best in-class apps available to Apple, Android, and Alexa. And we stream 24-7. I want to remind you that all of my uh, shows on this America Out Loud uh, Liberty Hour, all of the shows go to podcast the following day after the broadcast is heard. And you can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. And be sure, 
we ask you to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. And um, I wanted to remind you that uh, all of this would not happen. This 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 attempt by Malcolm to front and go against the cancel culture, the work culture, work, W-O-K-E, is so admirable and inspirational because the legacy media moved to cancel us and silence us. And they did a good job, save for people like Rish McCullough, myself, who stood up and said, we won't stand for it. And we've been pushing back now three, three and a half years. Um, you can check my work at my uh, my blog, Alexander COVID News. That is A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R space COVID space news. Once again, we are supporting McCullough um, Rishmi, Marcus, etc. We are supporting the, uh, the wellness company out of British Columbia. That's TWC.health. T as in Tom, W as in White, C as in Charlie. And dot health. Please go to it and you should see some really good information. Take a look. See what interests you, especially the spike pro- the spike recovery, spike protein recovery formulation that uh that is being offered in America and Canada right now. So at this time, what we're dealing with was a, is a lot of our stories coming over the wire. Drudge um Breitbart, Gateway Pundit, etc. And um, a lot of these stories are very, um, very important and they're not being covered by the news, certainly not in the direction that they're being covered in these, um, in these platforms. The challenge for me always is what do we speak about? You know, what do we speak? Because I know you guys are very uh, informed. You are, you my you my listener, and um, it it makes it difficult for me. Of course, right now we constantly in this segment. I'll remind you again, we we constantly trying to address the challenges that President Trump faces in first of all in his reelection, and second of all in trying to come to terms with all that was done against him and to him, and. Um, the truth of the matter is President Trump remains the most viable and the most potent and powerful uh, politician and person capable. Well, he's not really a politician, but person capable of saving America and righting wrongs. So um, I am a huge fan of President Trump. And I want to remind you my book that I wrote based on my time there in uh, in the Trump administration. It's called Presidential Takedown. Again, I repeat, Presidential Takedown. And um, you, can f- you can get it at Barnes & Noble or Amazon. And basically, as I, as I tried to say, to say earlier and to describe, I wrote it from my point of view which is based on the uh, experiences I had in the government uh, in the Trump administration while at Health and Human Services. And really because I saw a concerted effort, I experienced it myself by the deep state to undermine President Trump on a daily basis, to subvert him, to fool him, to mislead him, 
And as I have argued in the book, you can get it on Barnes and Noble or Amazon. It's called Presidential Takedown. I have argued that that they function and conspire together to topple President Trump. And to be quite honest with you, I think they did. I think President Trump is not in power today because of the lockdowns. And I would challenge anyone to have a debate with me over this. I know that the the issues about the uh, the ballot box and the early voting and all of these things, and these things are credible, no doubt. But you also have to understand that um, the response to the pandemic was catastrophic. It was terrible, and it really hurt President Trump, and he has to come forward to deal with it. There are a lot of different uh, stories that I'm dealing with right now. One one has to do with uh, a recent series of marches in Canada, across Ottawa, Toronto, etc. by certain groups who've organized a march against transgender ideology being pushed in the schools, etc. And the turnout was, was astounding. Maybe a Tens of thousands of people, 10,000 in Toronto, 10,000 in Ottawa, etc. But, but you have to understand how massive that number is relative to the population. I mean, it may not even register as a point of a percent of the population, but it took a lot of guts from people to come out and to stand up. And they are basically trying to say, you know, don't push that ideology on them and on their children. Allow them, allow them to raise their kids in peace without the government overstepping and interfering. And I think I think this is the beginning of the end of Trudeau. I think Trudeau is toast, the Prime Minister of Canada. I'm saying that there is no way that the Liberal government, which he has led for the last eight years, could come back into power. If you look at the polls today, anyone else but the Liberals, so right now, we have some strong contenders on the conservative side, but the country will will not re-elect the liberal government. They will not re-elect Trudeau. Now, remember, the prime minister of Canada, we fall under the British Westminster system. And in that system, you don't elect the prime minister. Although it sounds so, and the people who discuss the politics never educate the public that the prime minister is the prime minister not based on his likability or elections. He's just the person who behind the scenes, the political party that won the most number of seats, members of parliament, um, whoever is the leader of that party at that time of the election is the prime minister at that point. So the prime minister is not someone who has won more votes, more seats, more electoral votes, whatever, than someone else in that contest or that race. The prime minister is the person who, who leads the political party with the most member of parliament seats. So <clears throat> if there were 300 seats being contested and, and Justin Trudeau was the head of the Liberal Party of Canada. And the Liberal Party so happens to have won 155 of those 300 seats. Then the fact that Trudeau 
um, is the head of the party means that he will be prime minister. The, the, the party with the most elected MPs, with the majority, even by one, forms government. And that leader of that party is the new prime minister. So um, you have to understand how we get to where we get in places like Canada and Britain. And I, I wanted to say, because the reality about it is we need a Trump. We need that kind of figure up in the White House and pervading government because I call them the branch Covidians, like David Koresh and the, the branch. I call them the branch Covidians, the COVID Taliban. Academic vermin, I call them, just pure vermin, bottom dweller vermin, pandemicists. They're at it again with all this lockdown drama. And um, masks, threatening people with masks and pushing you to vaccinate. And I want to tell people, I want to say it this way. I challenge anyone, anyone in the federal government of the United States, CDC, NIH, FDA, NIEID, HHS, anyone in the Canadian government, um, Health Canada, Public Health Agency of Canada, etc., to produce for me one study. They've had three and a half years. They could have even mounted their own study, but they did not because they knew what the result would have been. So they didn't mount any studies, and they have the deep pockets because it's taxpayer money, and they could have done it quickly, and they had people expertise like myself. The reality about it is every single thing about COVID was an abject failure. It was a lie. It was a pure lie. It was it was a fraud of a pandemic, 0.05% infection fatality rate with a 99.998% risk of survival for persons 70 years old and below. And the infection fatality rate for persons 0 to 19 years old. CDC data. Um, the infection fatality rate was 0.00003. And I wanted to remind you that the CDC and the NIH and the FDA kept running around and they're talking head like, like Liana Wen and um, Paul Offit. People like them. And they chastise you when you're vaccinating your child. Well, it turns out today that the immune system of an unvaccinated child, of an unvaccinated, of an unvaccinated child is probably the most prized possession in the world. A child that has withstood three and a half years of COVID, no vaccine, yet played freely in the yard, etc., in the bushes, and really never got ill. So the truth of the matter is that um, the truth of the matter is that everything about this was a fraud. And they're at it again with the Karens and Kens of this world. And I'm trying to tell you that when we looked at the autopsy data and we look at line-listed data of children who died in America, where the CDC said that they died from COVID, from COVID, what we are trying to say is if you examine case by case, and you look deep 
into the material, <clears throat> what you find is that most often these young people, infants, children, etc., teenagers, young, young adults, that that they had a condition absent of COVID, a grave medical condition that was killing them and would have killed them. In other words, COVID spared our children. COVID operated way, way more non-lethal than actual um, the truth of the matter is when we looked at the data, we, we found that of all the children who the CDC said died, I believe it was four, 450, who died from COVID across the last three, three and a half years, it's about 450. CDC has logged from zero to 19 years old. Well, it's a separate discussion as to why the CDC would judge an 18-year-old or 19-year-old who could vote who could join the military, etc. Why would the CDC class them as children? Why? And I believe CDC uses it to manipulate the outcome. Because if they want to water down the result, they would put those people in there for whatever the outcome is. Because their results and, and graphs would always show zero. And when we look, when we look at the autopsy data and the line listed data and the specific data, on those people that CDC said died from COVID, what we could say conclusively is this. I can say because I've seen the data and I challenge any doctor, any medical doctor, any pediatrician, anyone at CDC, the Public Health Agency of Canada, Health Canada, NIEID, National Institute of, of Allergies, etc., um, NIH, National Institute of Health, um, HHS, Health and Human Services, the umbrella government agency that everyone reports into the FDA. <clears throat> All of these people are what we call intellectually lazy, specious, inept, incompetent, <clears throat> academically sloppy people. They don't realize how poor they are and deviant. And the fact of the matter is, these agencies with their governments are at it again. They're trying to scare you into lockdown. They're trying to scare you that masks need to work. And I have been trying to tell you two years now for when they try to roll out that vaccine, February of 2021. As of we sit now, the vaccine has failed across all of the subvariants. The new XBB 1.5 will not match the EG5 or BA 2.86 subclades, subvariant clades. There'll be viral immune escape. There'll be original antigenic sin, otherwise known as immune priming, immune fixation, etc., which is <clears throat> the body, the immune system responds this way that. But when you are exposed a subsequent time, your immune system sees it the first time and builds. Your innate immune system will deal with it. Innate antibodies, natural killer cells, etc. And vanquish. But if the second line of defense, the innate is the first. If the second line of defense, the acquired adaptive immune system, with antibodies manufactured, churned out from B cells and T helper cells, etc. If 
the reality about it is that at this point, the sovereignty is so mild that we need to do nothing, nothing. Just let it roll through. Protect the vulnerable, protect the high risk, no doubt, every time. But just, but just let it roll through. Um, I'm just saying that the COVIDians are at it again, and they're trying to scare you. And what you must do is you must turn the television off. Let me close off this segment by once again reminding you that we've lived through hell. We lost. We lost people from the virus. We lost people from no attention because all of the hospitals were closed, COVID beds. We lost people from the vaccine. But most importantly, we lost people from how they were poorly treated in the medical system. Our hospitals, CEOs, doctors killed our parents and people with the sedation. Thank you.